All right. I've started I recording. recording. Awesome. <coughs> One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. And this week, I'm talking about a comic that only I read, I think. Okay. Specifically, we are discussing The Skeptics, a four-issue comic miniseries from Black Mask, uh, written by Teeny Howard with art by, let me double-check who the artist was, Devaki Niyogi. Uh, Devaki has worked on a whole manner of stuff, um... Oh, apparently they made a Josie and the Pussycats in Space comic, and she did art for that, so that's pretty cool. rad. Yeah. Um, and then Teeny Howard, apparently she's doing a lot of work on X-Men these days. I know her from the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pink Ranger miniseries, which I liked and everyone else needs to fucking calm down about. Okay. Anyways, uh, The Skeptics is described as, I'm just reading the blurb right off of Goodreads, a stylish political adventure about a pair of hip and clever teens who fool the world into believing they have superpowers. It's the 1960s. The Russians have the A-bomb, the H-bomb, and now the most terrifying weapon of all, a pair of psychically superpowered young people. Terrified and desperate, the U.S. top brass scours from coast to coast in search of psychic Americans. Enter Dr. Isabel Santa Clara, an eccentric illusionist, illu illusionist and grifter, who has recruited two teenagers and trained them to trick the U.S. government, the Russians, and the whole world into believing they are dangerous psychics. The Skeptics is a pre-punk period piece, an honest, unfuzzy, non-nostalgic look at the Cold War in D.C. Okay. So, I enjoyed the concept of the comic, but I feel like the execution was lacking. Partly because it was only four issues, so they uh, barely get to do anything. Like, I went yeah. into the final issue thinking it was, like, the setup for the big plot beats, and they're like, no, actually... It's over now, and everything's fine. Hooray! Yeah. That uh, and the other sense. problem I have with it is that that sentence about how it's unfuzzy and non-nostalgic, that's a lie. Oh. Like, they kind of scratch the surface about it. It's like, th sexism exists, and racism kind of also exists. Um, and But also, Coca-Cola and uh, dance halls. America! <laughs> Yeah, not as fun as you think it was. It's been pitched as things like uh, how Kill Your Boyfriend meets Hard Day's Night or Project Alpha meets X-Men First Class. I want to take this and I want to turn it into um, essentially Firestarter meets the Americans. Oh. But I do want to also keep it like, I don't want it to be dour and miserable. I've never seen The Americans, but it sounded like a miserable show. And it was intended to be a miserable show, so I'm not faulting them yeah, for that. Yeah, uh, we don't want, you know, fun teen superpower series written by John Le Carre. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want there to be levity in this, but I want to actually, like, look at the situations that can arise. Um, yeah. I am going to fudge some historical stuff just for the sake of, I don't know, Creating ease, I guess. World? Yeah. Like, in, in terms of, like, some social progress, yeah, clock it ahead just a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, like, the entire show would be about that. Yes. Like, in the comics, 
uh, Mary, so, okay, so let me, let me give you the actual, actual events of the comic. Okay. It starts off, we have Mary and Max being tested by the U.S. government agents under the supervision of their professor, Isabel Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary is a black girl, and Max is a white boy and an English exchange student. Okay. Um, and all we hear about, like, Max is like, um, oh, I'm the cute fun guy from Britain. Oh, school wasn't out for that. Things weren't working out for me in England, so I came across the pond to school, you hear? You dig, doll? Oh, he probably went to some sort of, like, awful boarding school. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I decided Max is bisexual because I read the comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not so much that he has any, like, flirty moments with men. He actually exclusively is flirting with Mary. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that his whole vibe... His whole vibe was so bisexual. Yes. Um, maybe it's because he's British. <laughs> British and went to a boarding school. <laughs> um, and so basically they get recruited by Dr. Santa Clara when she hears that the scientists are trying to find psychic-powered teens or psychic-powered anyone in America to combat the Russian super soldiers. And Yeah, this sounds like uh, Project Monarch right there. <laughs> yeah, so Santa Clara looks at this report and is like, these scientists are idiots, psychic powers aren't real, this is just Russian misinformation that is going to spiral out of control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good on Dr. Santa Clara for scamming um, the CIA. They deserve it. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the entire premise of MK Ultra, from which this entire thing likely comes from, is the Americans thought Alan Dulles, the second chief of the CIA, he was really the chief the entire time from its inception, but like we don't talk about Wild Bill Donovan because he was more of a placeholder. Anyway, um, (laughs) Alan Dulles got it into his head during the Korean War because um, the Chinese would send over these propaganda reels of American soldiers speaking in praise of communism and being like, oh yeah, we should have, there should be peace between uh, communism and between communism and uh western democracies and all of these guys in dc especially dulles are like there's no fucking way they're doing this on their own volition they have to be brainwashed there has to be some sort of weird communist science going on and the reality is like these guys were beaten up and starved and then shown around a nice looking town for a bit and maybe they're like "Eh, maybe this isn't so bad while i'm suffering from a fucking concussion and starved yeah. And this is the one time they're not pointing a gun at me. We discussed this back in our uh, DC bombshells thing. That like, yeah. like neither neither side of the wall, neither side of the Iron Curtain was like... Good. A, yeah, a dreamboat. It was totalitarianism versus exploitation. Yeah. Which side was which? I'll let you figure that out. Um, but anyways, and so, okay, f- the, the word I was looking for originally, farce. That's what I wanted to say. I want yeah. this. So actually, so the Americans meets... Uh, Firestarter, but also meets Dr. Strangelove in the sense that, yeah, things are kind of terrible on both sides, but to a degree where it's almost kind of ridiculous, and also Mm. you can't help but laugh at how easy it is for us to basically just start pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the reason I said I want to clock the social progress of horror just a little bit is that in um, Mary's flashback to, like, her being recruited by Isabel Santa Clara, like, she is giving a presentation on a study she was doing in her psychology class. She's a psych major. And the the, the professor is talking down to her and, like, criticizing her and a whole bunch of stuff. And she mentions that she's participating in the study slash grift with Dr. Santa Clara 
because yeah. she was making going to make sure that all, Mary is graded fairly. But, and I mentioned Mary's black, but she is in a fully integrated classroom, and this is in the sixties. That that doesn't seem right. Yeah, maybe JFK and Eisenhower got some stuff through before the ends of their presidencies. Yeah, I'm. Well, okay. the The president given at this time is Rockefeller. When was he? Uh, he was never president. He was vice president to. Okay, so then I guess we're just in fully alternate timeline then. Yeah. Yeah, so that would probably, I guess this is, in a, this is in a timeline when Nelson Rockefeller managed to win the Republican nomination. Uh, yeah, he was vice president to Gerald Ford between 74 and 77. Okay, so you know what? We could even just scooch this ahead to the 70s. Yeah. We might, we might as well, honestly. Mm-hmm. We can still give very frank looks at things. It's just there's a little bit more wiggle room, especially yeah. if we want to introduce a little bit more diversity. So it makes sense that... At that point, it could be make more sense that in D.C., Mary is in an integrated classroom. Um, yeah. It could make sense that if Max is bisexual, he's not going to advertise it. If he is too, if he is involved with too many men, he's going to land himself in trouble. But for the most part, it's just a general being looked down upon situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense that Santa Clara, a blatantly Latina woman, is able to be a professor in a university. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go back and forth between doctor and professor because I can't remember which title she gets in the comic. <laughs> yeah, and also Rockefeller doctor. was considered a uh, a liberal progressive or even a moderate within the Republican Party. So wild. Uh, and to be fair, this is in the 1970s, just before the even the right wing evangelical takeover. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, there was a time when the Republicans. I mean, they're all bad. It's just not as fucking nuts as they are now. Yeah. <laughs> they they were more like our conservative party now. <laughs> oh, I mean, our our conservative party is going the way of the American conservatives. I would say the Republicans used to be more like our liberal party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but we don't have to get into the ins and outs of uh, Canadian conservatism right now. And also we have a much smaller population, so our outcomes tend to be very different. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so Anyways. Max and Mary are recruited by Dr. Santa Clara to basically pull a grift on the American scientists, on the CIA, to, and so that when they're like, wow, you kids have amazing psychic powers, she can be like, no, we don't. Here's every single way we fooled you. The, mm-hmm. And please use this to understand that this is obviously why the Russians are just trying scare tactics on you. Yep. And so in the comic, it starts with them being tested and they're like, oh, I can see the painting in the other room. And like, oh, I use my psychic powers to bend the spoon in half when really they're just like using sleight of hand and like guesswork and being fed information by each other. Mm-hmm. Like Max is a full on pickpocket and like lock picking stuff. So like there's a scene where he steals a wallet from one of the guards, takes a look at the picture, passes the picture to Mary. Mary looks at the picture, slides it back. He puts the wallet back in and then Mary's like, you're, th- you're worried about your daughters, aren't you? And I'm seeing you have two of them, and one of them is on crutches. And the guard's like, oh my gosh, amazing psychic powers! <laughs> She's just using tricks that um, those mega churches that do the faith healing do use. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you literally go into those places, and you fill out a card with your personal information on it, and from there they can like look up stuff like your Facebook. And then they'll just like feed information into the preacher's earpiece. And so then they're like, they finish their testing, and then the scientists are great. These are the real deal. And Santa Clara's like, 
yeah, they're the real deal, all right. And the scientists are like, this is awesome. Bring the president in. And all three of them go, wait, what? And then President Rockefeller <laughs> walks in. <laughs> He's like, so here's the thing. Uh, the Soviet super soldiers are coming here now. And the four of you are going to hold a press conference alongside myself so that we can start healing the rift between our two nations. I mean, this was during detente. <laughs> um, and then Rockefeller accidentally refers to one of the soldiers as she, and the Mary and Max pick up on that. I don't know why I did the psychic pose. I pick up on that because they're smart kids. Yeah. And so like, oh, Rockefeller already knows more of than what he's letting on. Mm-hmm. So they sneak away because, oh, those chili dogs were d- uh, too powerful for our female and British constitutions, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how a British person handles actual good food, so. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they, they sneak off trying to find more information. They find like a top secret file, but before they can look on, at it, they have to run into another room where they find the Russian supervisors. Who are just another pair of teens like them. Yeah. Uh, and then they're spirited out of that room. They're, there's kind of like a shuffle going on, like moving people around. Uh, eventually, while Max and Marie are trying to like get out of the base, because they know something real hinky is going on, they mm-hmm. run into the Russian twins again. And plot twist, the Russian twins do have psychic powers. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, no. So what ha- actually happens is they, they all go to the press conference. Um, and the Russian twins are like, Oh, uh, Mr. President. Oh, yeah, they, all, they also, they, <laughs> you can hear Chekhov <laughs> in the boy's voice. <laughs> uh, they're twins. It's Vasily and Evgenia. And they're like, Mr. President, are you sure these are the right American teens? Because they do not have the psychic powers that we do. And Max and Nuri are like, uh-oh. And they immediately run off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then they find the Russian twins, and they're like, so you are you guys grifters too? And then they're like, telepathically, no, we are actual psychic Russian twins. <laughs> How did you get your powers? We have no idea. Maybe there was something at factory where mother worked, or maybe something happened at school. Everyone always joked that twins know each other's thoughts, and we thought that's what they were talking about until we started detecting other people's thoughts too. <laughs> Uh, and so the kids and all, all four kids, they go on the run for like a day. They get the, te- the Russian teens some disguises. They hang out at like a club. And then they're all like the marionettes get arrested for helping the twins escape. And then the twins help the teens escape prison. Uh, they meet with the president again. And they help con- like they teach the Russians a few tw- tricks so that they can make it look like they were the ones faking their powers. And that everyone was faking. And this was all a big misunderstanding and misinformation campaign. And uh, Evgenia and Vazir are like, yeah, we have brought great shame to our nation, but we're, we're trying to save the world, not blow it up. So <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> have fun with your American hamburgers and cute boyfriend. <laughs> That's it. Comic over. Yeah, there's a lot more we can work with. Yeah, like that's the main thing I thought of way back when I read this. Like back in, what is this? 2016. Back then, I was like, that's it? Surely we can do way more with this premise. Yes. So I'm thinking we can get, like, a few TV seasons out of this. Yeah. Um, And the first one would just be Mary Max and Dr. Santa Clara, mainly. Um, And maybe, like, and maybe flesh out some of the CIA scientists just so, like, they're characters. Yeah. Like, definitely have one who either is or is based off of Sidney Gottlieb, who was, like, the chief scientist of uh, MKUltra. Yeah. So he was more of a chemistry guy. Like, 
used a lot of LSD. Yeah. And we got to bring in the LSD too. I'm I'm yeah. definitely thinking of like at some point in the series, Max and Mary are going to just like microdose some LSD at people to convince them. It's like, oh, she's controlling my mind. Look, the CIA back in the day would just mega dose each other at parties for fun. <laughs> Maybe not the CIA then. Maybe they have a resistance. But I'm thinking, like, they have to get past some security guards, but they've already dosed his, like, coffee with LSD. And so it just, <laughs> Ma Mary's standing in the hallway, and she throws her hands up, and, I don't know, maybe someone in the background starts playing some, like, new wave. Wait, it wouldn't be new wave yet, but it'd be, like, uh, some transcendental music. <laughs> yeah, some Jimmy Page or something. Yeah, and or then, like, Jimmy Hendrix. You, just, you see from the cop's perspective, just, like, the hippy dippy flowers appearing yeah. in the background as the whole hallway twists, and he's like, "No, she's too powerful," because <laughs> he can't handle his ecstasy. <laughs> but yeah, that LSD was everywhere. Uh, there was this one uh, dude who was working at um, one of the testing facilities. Um, I forget what it was called, but they also did like a lot of um, gas experiments down there. And he said that one day he was in his boss's office and his boss had like a barrel that was full of industrial grade LSD. It was there one day and gone the next. Oh, no. <laughs> and the CIA is known to have like put LSD into like the water systems of a couple cities. Oh yeah. yeah. They might have uh, dosed this one town in France and caused everybody to lose their fucking mind for a day. <laughs> and there's some strong evidence that um, LSD got onto the street in the 1960s uh, through a couple of clinics that were running like experimental like detox programs and we're using LSD mm -hmm. and it simply conveniently slipped into the hands of some of the patients who then sold it to other people and found out how to make it including one Charles Manson oh great yeah <laughs> but this is the true crime podcast so <laughs> I'm thinking the first season right from like the trailer I want the trailer to make it look like this is the show about actual psychics yeah and that Max and Mary are, like, being trained by Dr. Santa Clara to, like, help combat the, the Russian threat. And then, like, it's in the last ten minutes of the pilot that we find out that this is just a grift. Yeah. But I also want the first season to mainly be, like, Max and, like, do it, like, Lost in Once Upon a Time style, what kind of flashes back occasionally to their backstories. is like, how did yeah. you get in this situation? How'd you end up with Dr. Santa Clara? Um, mm. Maybe just have some parts that are, like, with larger groups of people and they're, like, it's it's not a reality show, but it very much be like, we have a hundred people who are trying to demonstrate their psychic powers, and we're narrowing it down to these few candidates. Yeah. So, like, there's a part of me that doesn't want to, like, reveal that the Russians are legit until the end of the first season, but I don't know how long we could stretch a season out that long, so maybe it is, like, the mid-season twist. Like, we get... Well... If it's a ten-episode season... Yeah. We could get five episodes in... Where it's just like, this is a show about grifters, before we flip the switch, like, oh no, it's about grifters, but there are real psychics also. Yeah. And given that this is also an alternate timeline, um, the Soviets in 
our case, we're actually working on psychic experiments. The Soviets in real life, like, they had a couple TV shows where they would bring on supposed psychics and get a good laugh out of it. In reality, they were just like, the what is the best way to get confessions and information out of people? Either we liquor them up or we torture them. Depends on how we feel. Yeah, and so we could we could do interesting things with that too, because like, yeah, the reason Vasily and Evgenia are sent to America is explicitly so that like they can help make peace with America or like start better diplomatic negotiations. Yeah, and so it it would definitely have to be from a party that's like that we don't we would like the Cold War to be done without getting hot. Yeah. Um. So. Given that we're not that far departed from our original timeline. Um, so it would probably have to be something Vietnam related. Maybe the CIA managed to get its head out of its ass a little bit and realized, oh, the Chinese and the Russians aren't on speaking terms anymore because of the whole Senate Soviet split. Uh, basically, it was kind of a battle over who was going to be the representative of international communism after Stalin died, and Mao was like, I am the proper inheritor of this, because I'm the most Stalin-like. Um, and yeah, he and Khrushchev were super catty about it, too. Oh, the pettiness between those two. It is just amazing. So, anyway, the CIA didn't realize until years and years later that there was this massive falling out between China and the Soviet Union. So maybe in this timeline, someone had figured the fuck out, oh, we can play one side off against the other side, or buddy up with one side to gang up on the other side. Because the Chinese also have nukes by this point. So maybe in this case, it's they decide to go with the Soviet option instead of the Chinese option, like what happened under Nixon. Uh, listen to the five-part episode series on Kissinger from Behind the Bastards for more information. Do you think that'll work? Or at least put put it into that context of, oh, the Soviets and Chinese aren't talking to each other, so we'll buddy up with the Soviets on this one. Yay! Yeah, that could potentially work. That could be, maybe that's what gets them going, is like, okay, so how, instead of instead of them finding, oh, they could still find the Russian teens by accident, but it could be that, like, the Mary and Max are hanging out with Vasily and Evgenia, like as part of this plan where it's like, you kids just like hang out around like this area and like get to know one each other and show the world that Americans or Russians aren't so different after all. Or I guess Americans, Russians and British aren't so different after all. Yeah. Um, and then while this is happening, like we continue making it look like it's a grift. And so, oh yeah, and actually that really works because then, so like maybe like episode four or five is when they meet the Russian twins and the next few episodes is them trying to like continue the grift and seeing who breaks first. Yeah. And then like n- closer to the end, like if it's 10 episodes, maybe episode eight is when we like drop the penny and we're like, oh, the Russians are real psychics. Yeah. And after that, it's like, okay, we have to figure out what we're doing. Like, are they a- a dangerous? Well, no, because we've gotten to know them. They're cool cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they realize they're, tr- oh, they're trying to pit us against China, which isn't helpful because again we're we're just trying to like be kids and grow up in a normal world and live our lives we don't want to be like pawns in your war games yeah and so that's when they like make their escape from the cia supervision and then the thing that happened in the third issue of the comic 
was the announcement that the like the, Russia has been notified that the Soviet super soldiers have gone missing. If they are not returned within 48 hours, they will consider it a declaration of war. So we now have the psychic teenage Cuban missile crisis. <laughs> and so that's what they have to do to like, do we return the Russian twins or do we go on the run or what do we do? Uh... And I don't know what they do for the, because <laughs> if they, if they manage to help the twins escape, then all of a sudden the Cold War is turning hot. But if they hand them in, then it's like, oh, but now these kids are going to be in trouble with their home nation and they're going to continue trying to pit like Russia and China against each other. And people are still going to like, if the kids from Russia and America and Britain are all alike, the kids from China are probably just like us too. Yeah. Dang, we are ordinary people and our star bears no color black or white. <laughs> So what I imagine also happening is maybe the grift might get discovered by this point too. Well, that's the thing is that they wanted the grift to be discovered. They yeah. because that's that was their whole game is like yeah. we're go we're going to uh, con you and then tell you that we conned you so that you understand that you were being conned by Russia. Uh oh, Russia is not running a con. Yeah. So it also means that Mary and Max are going to be in trouble too. So, okay, so we have these four kids. I, I think it kind of leads to four kids going on a, on a road trip across the states to try and figure out what the fuck do we do because we're, how old are all these people? They're college aged, so they're okay. late teens, probably like around 19. Vasily and Evgenia might actually be a little bit younger. So they're all still teenage stupid. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but like, that Max, Max and Mary, because they're, like, grifters, they're clever, but yeah. that doesn't mean they're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I use stupid, I mean in the most gentle way possible of they're not going to make the right decisions. They're panicking teenagers. <laughs> at that age, much like Tinkerbell, you only have room for one emotion at a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I think at the moment their first instinct is run. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Vasily and Yevgenia feel the same way and are like, hey, let's grab that Volkswagen van over there. No, they would want an American car. They want to experience America. <laughs> Some sort of panel van then. <laughs> oh, okay. What if, what if the season ends with like, the teens sending out a broadcast that it's like, um, we we have escaped our uh, political handlers, and now using our men's psychic powers, we shall determine whether uh, our governments are worthy to receive our abilities or something like that. <laughs> they tr they basically d do a Doctor Manhattan kind of thing. Okay. Kind of, so maybe not necessarily Doctor Manhattan, but in the sense of like, we are the new supermen. So you must listen to us, or there will be dire consequences. Ooh. Because it's the only thing they can think of to just keep people off their backs for a little bit without full-on, like, mutually assured destruction breaking out. Yeah. Either that, or, like, they get into contact with Santa Clara, and Santa Clara convinces, oh, so now they have to keep the grift going. So they get in contact with Dr. Santa Clara. They have to convince her that, like, make the government think that... It was the teens acting independently and not the governments. Yes. So that we have more time to get away and figure things out. And that will ingratiate you into the government's good graces. 
And then season two, then we can have the whole teens on the road trip where they got to make sure they're not caught, but also they don't have a severe time limit. And also maybe we can have like the Russians sending some agents over and be like, uh, yeah, I am Sergei. I am here to help the CIA track down our missing super soldiers. <laughs> week through, week through. Oh my god, it's <laughs> the men from Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> it is! Oh, we've accidentally, we've accidentally man from Uncle. Yeah. Hopefully with better casting. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we we can't make it too much of the man from Uncle on account of at some point we want to do the man from Uncle. We want to do two man to Uncle. Yes. <laughs> Just a light homage. Exactly. When did the man from Uncle start? Uh. OG Man from Uncle was sometime in the 60s. So we could even have in universe a joke be like, oh, so what is this? The Man from Uncle? It went on the it was on the air uh from 1964 to 1968. Okay, yeah. So in universe it was would have been a known thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's that. Max is going to make references to the Avengers. Oh yeah, the, not those <laughs> Avengers. Not those Avengers. The other Avengers. <laughs> the one with Diana Rigg. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and the Brits have to get involved at some point because it's like, fucking Yanks, we're the ones who started this whole spy thing back in the day. And they're also <laughs> on a bit of a redemption arc after the whole um, Cambridge Five thing. <laughs> he'd, he'd also probably be bringing up, like, Sapphire and Steel. Yes. <laughs> We, we invented spy fiction, we also invented science fiction, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but going back to, like, our season one finale, I, I had an idea for, like, how they broadcast our message. Like, what if Vasily and Evgenia are able to, like, tap into, like, the TVs of America? <laughs> but it's Max and Mary who are shown on, like, primetime TV delivering the message i th i think it's gotta be a combination of them yeah okay so maybe maybe one of the twins maybe it's like max and vasily are the ones helping broadcast the message yeah because max helps vasily get into the terminal and then vasily uses his powers to like connect with the radio waves and then it's yevgenia and mary who present themselves to america and it's like we we have joined forces to judge the capabilities of our governments and see if they are worthy, worthy of receiving our service. And they have to do it like monotone and saying it at the exact same time. <laughs> Just be fucking creepy about it. Who are, oh, what was, who, what was that story with the, the messed up children in England? Uh, it's not called Children of the Corn, but it's very similar. Was it, was that Village of the Damned? I think it might be Village of the Damned. Yeah. Yes. So they show up and they go full Village of the Damned. And Max has got to reference that too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mary, Mary already has like a bob haircut. Max would be like, you know, if you if you dod that white, you could pass for a, pr a, pr a pretty good Village of the Damned if I do say so. Oh, the Midwich Cuckoos. That was the book. Yes. Interesting name, but okay. All because it was like a... Like a cuckoo bird, right? Yeah. That they, they sneak yeah. their eggs into the nest? Yeah. Okay, so they do that. They go on their cross-country trip. Maybe they discover other psychics? Yeah, I think that has to be part of yeah. that. That they're like, okay, so we were reasoning. 
that if the Americans are faking it, then the Russians must be faking it too. So, using that same logic path, if there are psychic Russians, there must be legit psychics in America. Why didn't yeah. show up for the casting call? Well, because why would American psychics show up for this casting call? Mm-hmm. And then we can expand on some other stuff from the book, or, or well, yeah, from the comic book. Like, why Max got kicked out of uh, wherever he was in England. And maybe not go too deep into how the twins got their powers, but definitely the consequences of it. Like, we yeah. never hear anything about their parents. What happened to their parents? They were probably just straight up taken from their parents. Yeah, the, the, they were definitely ta- either taken from their parents or the parents ended up in a gulag. Maybe both. Yeah. And also, like, they mentioned that, like, their telepathy is, is the best thing they can do, but other stuff, like, creating illusions or, like, powerful telekinesis, that only happens when they're in trouble out of, like, self-defense. So yeah. that's where we can maybe lean a bit more to the Firestar side of things, where it's like, oh, y'all don't have the best control over your abilities, except from just yeah. talking to each other, do you? Mm-hmm. We could even, oh, we could even get a little dark and have one of them accidentally kill someone. Yeah, definitely. Accidental aneurysm. Woo! And I mean, it's it'll be a cop, so it's fine, but still, yeah. like, that's... <laughs> it's traumatizing. Yeah, from the other side. Yeah. That's like, the, o- the only saving grace is was that it was a cop. So, okay, the obvious place for them to meet an American psychic is probably somewhere in the Southwest. Because A, where shit happens down there. B, Sedona exists. (laughs) C, that's where all the nuclear testing is happening. Oh, that's true. And B, what do comic books love more than powers via nukes? Yeah. You know where else they can stop by, though, and I know we already brought it up, but... Area 51. Yes. You gotta do it. They gotta somehow end up there. And look, if they're also gonna be in, like, the Area 51 area, like, Vegas isn't that far. And, like, for a time, there was this whole trend of, like, watching the nuclear tests go off from, like, hotels and casinos. And then they find the psychic because they're using their powers at, like, the blackjack table and the roulette. Yep, yep. <laughs> so now we have the casino episode. Yes. This one is directed by Martin Scorsese. And they're already grifters, so this is great. Yeah, <laughs> trying so first, to beat the fucking mob. So first they figure out who's, like, winning. They're like, okay, if they haven't been kicked out yet, they have to win good, but not perfectly. They can't be getting jackpots. It's just, like, just enough to survive. Yes. And then they have to, like, follow this person to the blackjack table, and it's, like, a three, three-way three battle between, like, Max and Mary, who are counting cards, and the psychics who are trying to out-ESP each other. Yes. I, I'm trying to figure out which gangster uh, Martin Scorsese's film is based around. Um, in 1968, sports handy, handicapper and mafia associate Sam Ace Rothstein is sent to the sent by the Chicago Mafia to Las Vegas to run the Tangiers Casino. Yeah. Yeah, so we can say that this is happening at the Tangiers. Of course, Rothstein was played by Robert De Niro. I don't think we can afford that Robert De Niro money, but we can do a shout out. <laughs> the, 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 best, uh, the best Robert De Niro impersonator money can buy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's just scrunching up your face in a certain way, so... Um, 
But yeah, so they'll find this American psychic and they'll do, they'll do something. <laughs> something will happen. Yeah, um, shen- uh, mafia crossed with spy shenanigans happens. One of them's got to get caught and taken to the back of the casino by the by the mobsters and have their knees threatened. Oh, that that's what it is. So, and but that happens just as the CIA and their loner KGB agent are closing in. <laughs> yes. And so the season finale is basically just everyone trying to escape from the casino. Yes. So now it turns into an Ocean's Eleven episode. It's it's Ocean's Eleven, but it meets Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> um. And that would be that would be the second season finale. And then the the way that would have to lead into season three is season three is basically when the clock starts counting down again. Yeah. And now, oh, now we really do only have forty eight hours to solve everything before missiles start flying. Yeah. Oh, and maybe maybe the big twist is like the the three psychics combine their powers and they unlock like astral projection or maybe even full on teleportation. Okay. And maybe. Maybe not go as far as China, just because I feel like going that far across the world would introduce too many wrenches in what, like, I feel should be a final season. Yeah. This feels like a three-season show. Yeah. But maybe they hop up to Canada because there was a guy commuting to McGill University to do MKUltra experiments in Canada. Yeah, yeah. One, Dr. Ewan Cameron. I mean, they were doing plenty of LSD experiments in Canada. Our very University of Regina had a room that used to have the wall-to-wall carpeting because people would just be like, oh, <laughs> textures. Yep. <laughs> uh, there is a reason why the Anarchist Party managed to get a frozen turkey elected student body president or student union president. And then they cook and cooked and ate the president at the end of its tenure. <laughs> 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 we should do that. <laughs> so we run out to America or to Canada in the third season. We'll probably find like the Canadian psychic. Maybe that's where they landed where they did because this MK Ultra did manage to produce a Canadian psychic, but they're like they're more powerful and also more messed up. They're they're full stranger things on account of Doing a whole bunch of drug tests on people and keeping them in weeks-long comas and playing radio static in directly into their brain is bad. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, audience, if you want a not fun time, there's an entire CBC uh podcast out there for you to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, they go there. That'll freak out the Russians, because they're like, oh, this is what could happen to us if we're not careful. And of course, the American psychic is like, yeah, that, wh- why do you think I've been trying to avoid all this stuff? Mm-hmm. LSD is fun and all, but not like this. Yeah. See, there'd be a l- not a lot of filler, but like a lot of just get us from point A to point B without getting caught and try and figure out how to avert a, a nuclear war between the two nations. Yeah. I th- and I'm not sure what would happen in the meat of the season, but I feel like the ending should be they fake their deaths. Okay. Like, it has to... Well, first off, again, because this is a grift, we have to make it look like they, like, one or all of them legitimately died. 
I don't know, maybe Evgenia falls for the American psychic and they like bond with each other. And then, like, there's this shot of them, like, embracing each other before they're gunned down or something like that. And that's broadcast across all of America and eventually all of the world. And they're like, my god, weak! These were just young people who had strange abilities, and they just wanted to live their lives, and we destroyed them. Is this truly what this war was all about? Just killing off the youth of the world? And then they become, like the martyrs for the cause, and we can have, like, we'll go, like, a full, like, and then the Cold War ended five years later, thanks to the sacrifice of Evgenia and Stan. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just cuts to the kids who are, like, they're now more grown up. Max is, like, I feel like Max would just be a full-on stage magician or something, or or maybe he is just, like, a professional pickpocket now, just going down the street. Yeah. Um, Mary has is going for her master's in psych. Vasily is probably together with Max. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think more men should get together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Canadian, but then they like just they just go out to the cabin in the woods where you have Genia and Stan, the American psychic, are are living off the grid, and they're like, hey, let's let's play poker. Yeah. Because it's all good. Every, everything did actually end up fine, because the the one last grift. Yeah. Um, maybe the Canadian is, like, definitely one of you and Cameron's patients. Um, I don't know, some poor young woman who got her brain fried and, like, at the cabin in the woods, they're helping her, you know, recover from that. Oh, yeah, that would actually make a lot of sense. And it could be, like, Maybe she's older than them, but because of the experiments, she's still, like, mentally around the same age. And so they're helping yeah. her just kind of, like, catch up and just start bringing things together. The fact that we have two actual psychics there, too, can help as well. Because yeah. they can do the deep dives to, yeah. like, literally repair the damage that all the drugs would be doing. Yeah. Maybe she's played by Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> oh, that would be a nice. That would be a nice nod. Yeah. Oh, and actually, maybe... So Mary's going for her master's, and Dr. Santa Clara obviously is also involved in all this stuff too, but maybe she's now taken, like, she's still running grifts, but the grifts are to keep the psychics from, like, showing up in the world at large, and now she's, like, she's doing studies that, like, they're disguised as, like, the information, like, disinformation, like, studies, and tricking people and how the mind is able to buy lies, but that's basically the front to help her find people with the actual psychic abilities, yeah. And like help keep them hidden and help them train themselves. Not for nefarious purposes, just like here's like here's what I've learned over my years of working with legitimate psychics. I can't believe that's a thing. Oh god, I've become Professor X. <laughs> but yeah, and she just teaches them how to live their normal lives. Also, Dr. Santa Clara should be a lesbian because she has like those long glasses. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so that's my only reasoning. <laughs> the cat eye glasses just yeah, yeah. Exactly. As in, in the 60s and 70s? Girl! <laughs> yeah. She is serving. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, I like how the queer community got stereotyped, and then there was a long stretch of time where we were fighting back against stereotypes, and now we're like, no, bring the stereotypes back. They're actually great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not gonna fall for the TikTok bullshit and say that straight people are stealing the queer community by cuffing their jeans. That was just a thing everybody did. But so, but 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 yeah, but sometimes 
sometimes just like the way a person carries themselves like if you're not queer you should be yes <laughs> especially mind you it's mostly in fictions where it's like ah I, I'm picking up on something that the creators did not realize. Or maybe they did, and they just didn't want to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's subtext. Sometimes the hand just slips. Yes. Um, but yeah, those are the skeptics. I like it. <laughs> I like that I could contribute to this one with my vast knowledge of stupid shit that happened during the Cold War. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I could go on about... Back in 1964, four submarines fucking sunk. Two have never been found. Nobody knows why. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've, we've reached the end of this. So I'm going to use my phenomenal psychic powers to project a friendship promo directly into your mind. It's definitely not LSD. What does a barbarian war criminal... An undead cultist, a pyromaniac goblin, a hot topic reject, and a bard whose family is very, very cursed, all have in common. Well, that's very simple. They're all our main cast. We are Goblets and Gays, a mostly Pathfinder 2E podcast set in a homebrew world. If Pathfinder isn't your thing, we have all sorts of other awesome games for you to enjoy. Join us every Wednesday for episodes of our main campaign, Blood of Kings, as these chaotic gays attempt to locate some missing royalty. Don't forget to follow us on all social media channels at Goblets and Gays to stay up to date with our amazing projects. And remember to eat your vegetables. So, Lindsay, where can you be found on internet? I can be found on on Twitter at lindsayam476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this weary podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Notify Reboot You First, and they're pronounced in a Russian accent. You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com or you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and the roses are green. The roses are green. That's also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip, a proof for us to read, but either way, we'll put it in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Also, if you do send us a proof and you want me to read it in a specific accent, I'll try my best. <laughs> now, if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our recover art, as always, is by Alex, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our three music is done by our friend Sean Click, whose contact info is available upon request. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotol, Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. And so, next week, we are taking another week off, actually. Because of some personal issues, but that doesn't involve people getting shot into space, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, but then the week after, we have a very special guest. Uh, and I don't have a hint yet, I was a recording, but I'll edit it in after. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Actually, we're really excited about this guest, so. We're extremely excited. We were shocked that we were able to get her. Yeah. But until then, we'll see you next time. But not if we reboot your first. Bye.